Hello and welcome to this week's journalism.co.uk podcast. I'm Madalina Chobanu, and today we'll talk about how the BBC used a chat app called Yikyak to source content and talk to its younger audiences about the Canadian elections last year and the recent UK referendum. James Morgan oversees social and audience engagement for BBC News in London, and he recently took part in our chat apps panel at News Rewired, in which we discussed how publishers are using messaging apps such as Line and Snapchat to source stories and interact with their audiences. Yikiak's user base is 98% millennial, and Morgan explained why and how BBC News has been using it in the United States and in the UK to get young people to talk openly about issues and concerns they might not otherwise voice publicly on social media platforms. Yikiak first came to the BBC's attention last year when Ted Cruz announced his candidacy for President of the United States on a university campus, and people in attendance were discussing his speech anonymously on the chat app. So Morgan tried to find an opportunity to use Yikiak with the BBC's audience. The thing about Yikiak, because it's anonymous, there's an intimacy to it, and our theory, our hypothesis was that there must be topics that young people are more likely to talk about in an anonymous forum than they would on, say, Facebook or Twitter. So we were looking for an opportunity in North America as the BBC to think, well, could we actually go on? Could we enter the, you know, the Thunderdome and, and could we go to this millennial app and actually engage with these users on their own platform? A little bit scary, you know, we might get trolled like Ted Cruz. But this seemed to be the opportunity. The Canadian election last year, I was travelling across Canada for a month with something called BBC Pop-Up, which is all about um, engaging and crowdsourcing. So we thought, well, let's go on Yikyak in Canada. And because we worked with Yikyak, we were able to, to kind of have a kind of forum post, if you like, that was geolocated to only Canadian users of the platform and that they would all see it. And it was just simple. We just asked, how will Canada's election affect you? But we were really nervous. You know, we were scared. We thought that people might just laugh at us. They didn't want to talk about serious things, did they? You know, but we were pleasantly surprised. We didn't get hundreds of engagements or thousands of engagements. We got tens of thousands of engagements. And what was interesting, of course, is for us, when we're trying to guess, okay, so what do millennials in Canada or, or America or the UK, what do they want to talk about? What are, the, what are the questions and issues? We think we know, but we can't necessarily be sure. But if we go on Yikyak, these people, are, you can see where they are in all these different locations around the country. They can anonymously ask the question or talk about the thing they really want. So it's a great way of actually getting some kind of from the horse's mouth data and ideas that could then lead to, to stories or to content that we create for the BBC. Since the experiment proved successful, BBC News has also used Yikyak in the UK as part of its Mental Health Week coverage in February. And most recently, it was used to spark a conversation and answer young people's questions about Brexit. Obviously, we couldn't let the, the Brexit and the referendum pass without taking this opportunity. We've established that, you know, we're confident now that we're going to go on Yikyak, we're going to get some proper, serious, interesting content back. So, in this case, we actually, everyone in the UK, not only could, if they happened to open Yikyak that day, could they see that the EU referendum was a topic and that the BBC wanted to talk about them, but we actually push-alerted everyone with Yitkak in the UK. I don't know if that even annoyed some people, but we weren't going to say no to that opportunity. And so anyone who had the app who was in, who was in Britain on that day knew that the BBC wanted to, to hear their, their thoughts. And of course, these are mostly 18 to 34-year-olds. And we just, we just kept it nice and open. What are your hopes and fears? And some of them were 
predictably hilarious. I hope toilet paper stays the same price. But what was coming through that was a really interesting theme of there is that young people were saying, look, we just don't have enough facts here. I see these people and these politicians and I don't believe the Remain side, I don't believe the Leave side. And look, I really want to engage in this vote, but I don't have anything to go on here because I don't trust these, any of these claims that I'm seeing. And so we were like, well, that's interesting then. If, if young people feel that they don't have, they still don't have enough information, great opportunity for us, the BBC, to produce something that people are going to probably share as well, you know, with each other on their own social platforms, not just read. And what do you know? We actually have a whole team that, that does exactly that. It fact checks the EU referendum claims. So you hear it a lot in the news at the moment that, the, you know, that there wasn't enough fact-checking of what the politicians were saying and everyone's angry that that, when in fact, throughout the whole, every day the BBC had a live blog, live Twitter feed, Facebook Lives, from an entire team that was dedicated to this, the reality check team. So it was obvious what we had to do with Yik Yak. We went on, we did a Q&A. The questions that young people had were, were, were interesting. Some of them were predictable, others were completely not. Things like science funding was a big concern. Obviously things about can I still travel around Europe, passports, house prices was one. And we were able to engage factually with young people and, and provide something. And what we ended up with was, was this, you know, the questions, the EU questions that you were too scared to ask. This is my sort of closing comment about Yik Yak is, if you're on Facebook or on Twitter and you, there's just something you just don't get, or even if you're in your mates in the pub, if you're a college, are you really brave enough to say, you know what, I, what is the Brexit? Or what happens if we vote leave? Because the cool thing, obviously, when you're young and also, you know, when you're not young, is to seem like you know what's going on and you've got an opinion and you kind of get this whole Brexit thing and you've got an interesting take. And we all know that most people actually didn't really have a clue or had no real sense of what was really going on. But Yik Yak was the place that they could actually be blunt and say, what's going on, BBC, you tell me. And it wasn't going to come back on them on their social media profile. It was great to be able to be on a platform that's unusual for the BBC and to be able to have the kind of the tone and the, you know, the humour that went alongside the kind of facts and the, the rigour and the, the informativeness. The BBC believes there is scope to continue experimenting with YIKYAK, possibly to engage the audience over topics where a less publicly scrutinised space is needed for people to share their thoughts and experiences. But the chat app has also been a source of content for the organisation. So, what was the point of doing this? Great, we're on this chat app that, you know, and we're having this engagement with millennials, but we're just on the chat app, right? So what's the point of just doing well on there? Well, obviously the point is to get ideas and harvest those and bring them back into content onto the site. And in this case, we ended up with this really, this feature did really well for Newsbeat, which of course is our, our kind of, if you like, millennial branded news site, where we looked at the whole the phenomenon not just on Yik Yak, but on social media that, strangely, young people are often more willing to open up and talk about, about these things on the internet and on social than they are with friends, family, boyfriends, people on campus. So it, it created content for us in the end as well. Have you used Yik Yak or other chat apps to get your news? How did you find the experience? Let us know on Twitter at Journalism News and thanks for listening to this journalism.co.uk podcast.